Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're back. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Gents, how are we doing? Uh, great. This is the moment you've been waiting for. I, You know, ever since that this name was dropped in the rankings, since he was a junior in high school. Yeah. I'm sure he was in the rankings before that. But since he came on our radar, yeah. Anthony Hill, I have been adamant that the Texas Longhorns need to go out and get this kid from Denton. And he committed to Texas A&M at first, and we were not fans of that. But the dream lived on because decommitments happen. You know what? He decommitted, and then he committed to the Texas Longhorns, baby. Anthony A&M Hill, sucks ball. the yeah, number ball. one linebacker in the country, will be a Texas Longhorn next season. I can't believe that. They lost, I can't they believe lost that. a lot of commits. They lost a lot of – I mean, but our dude, here's the thing. Yes, our program is growing. Yes, like Manning's there, Baxter's there, and the offensive pieces, Sark's there, and he's trying to get size. Like, arguably the best part about our team this year, outside of Bijan Robinson, was the defense. If you look at this defense, you're like, okay, this is one of the best defenses in the Big 12. We're going to the SEC soon. They're going to continue to recruit as such, right? You're Anthony Hill. You're like, all right, let me go be the best edge player, like best linebacker on this team. Let me get double-digit sacks for the Texas Longhorns. Can you imagine that? A guy with double-digit sacks? I mean, like, I, Osai was, like, to me, like, all the defensive players since I've been there was, like, the guy. The last, like, dominant I mean, he's, he's looked great for the Bengals since he's yeah. been back. Like, right, right. He's, like, the last real, like, dominant, dominant guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean Overshawn was great. There's been a couple guys that have had some nice bright spots. Sorrell, I think, could be a guy that plays for sure on Sundays. But I think this Anthony Hill kid, like, we're talking about, like, Harold Perkins, yeah, type impact that we could be looking Devin for. Devin White, yeah, you know, Isaiah like, Simmons, like that type of guy. Yeah, I mean, if he's as athletic as Isaiah Simmons and as much of a that guy is a Swiss Army knife, I would he love is. for a guy that can just get to the quarterback. I mean, Devin White would be like the dream because he's a bit of a combo of both, right? Can blitz and cover. I, I mean, that would. Well, pretty, that's why that's I think what, that's what Perkins is. That's what these guys. That's are, what these guys are exactly. They're that elite athlete. The traits they have everything. Right. Parsons. Right? They're, they're guys that can make the switch over to being maybe a hybrid, you know, safety that rolls down into the nickel and then can roll over and be a linebacker, right, and be right. a rover. That's I think that's why Anthony Hill's 
rated so high is because his athleticism is, is out the roof. And of course, the intangibles too, off the field, he's a tremendous young man. We've heard from Alex De La Torre, one of the former Texas Longhorn fullbacks, one of my teammates. He coached him in high school, and he has nothing but great things to say about Anthony and the family. And you love to hear that, right? A, a kid who's really committed to his loves, team, who like loves football, too. loves football, just like a diehard football fan. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's huge for our program. I mean, I'm really curious to see Dylan Rayola, who was the top quarterback commit to Ohio State. 2024 decommitted yep i mean he has an offer from us i mean i know arch manning is the clear cut guy in the way as it stands right now you you never know how these guys will pan out but as we're assuming arch manning's going to be the dude there so i'm curious though like does our program like you only need one year in college to really get it done like this is such an important and because his recruitment can be open for for into the season this kid there's also like invaluable what guys like Arch or other five-star recruits are able to do, even if they don't stay, even if they end up transferring, like a guy like Quinn, like he was recruiting guys to go to Ohio State when he went there. You know, Arch is recruiting guys to come to UT and play with him. And yeah. like maybe maybe the same happens for Dylan and he brings on a receiver that really wants to play for UT and within that system, but then he ends up going somewhere else because Arch is clearly our guy. Like, but there's so much value in even just going and getting those highly touted recruits. But there's also, yeah, I mean, yeah, for him as a sub recruiter, like that'd be great. Like, but I think like if if Arch comes in, like, okay, let's say yours gets healthy and really proves Sark's system is working for us from a passing standpoint. Arch comes in and we arches like the guy we really think he's going to be and elevates that, continues to elevate that system. You're Dylan, like, why not ride the wave? I'm not a fan of that, to be completely honest. What do you mean? I'm not a fan of the log of the log jam. It's a good problem to have at some cases where you have multiple guys that can start on your roster, that can start at any program. But egos are definitely in play. And these guys want to play because they want to become pros. You look at a situation like Texas A&M, when they had Kyler Murray and Kyle Allen on the exact same roster, they transferred in the same month. They transferred to two different programs because it was handled poorly. And I'm, I'm not that's saying that's... handled poorly. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not going to say that that's going to happen at Texas, but there's always the opportunity that that does happen when there's three guys on a roster, Quinn, Arch, and Dylan, who are all five stars, who are all the number one quarterbacks in their class that all think that they should be worthy of starting. Yeah, I do think it's a little different in the case of Sumlin versus Sarkeesian because I think Sarkeesian is definitely touted in the college landscape of being a bit of a quarterback whisperer. Right. Right. And he, I would expect that whoever is his guy, which will be a decision he will make, which it like, just like it was this year, that guy becomes the guy. Quinn is our guy. It's only an issue. if We lose. If Quinn's winning games next year, like Arch, what's Arch going to do? Like, you're not playing me. Like, why would we play? You're winning. We're winning. We don't, we don't need you right now. We're winning because of Quinn. If he becomes a guy that we win because of. It's an issue if we're losing games and Quinn's throwing us out of games again sometimes. And you're like, all right, well, let's bring the Manning kid in. Yeah. I do get what you're saying, though, about the logjam just because of the the years are different, right? Like, right. Quinn has an outstanding year next year. Okay, hopefully he's going to the NFL draft. And then the following year, Arch is stepping in as our as our. Right. Key. You would love for that to happen. You like to have what the Alabama has, has been doing it recently, right? right. Where it's Jalen and then Tua comes up and then you get Mac, you know, and then now you have Bryce. Like, that's the ideal situation. I'm for just sure. saying it's not all, you know. But the timing matters, Flowers too. and rainbows. That's the goal. It's not. You're right. 
but AM wasn't winning like they were winning. Right. They, they were winning to the point where someone was fired. They were decent though. Like they had Johnny Menzel and they came off they came off that and they were winning some good bowl someone games. Someone was riding that wave though, dude, and you know. He that. was. But I'm just saying that Kyle Allen was the number one quarterback in his class and Kyler Murray was the number one quarterback in his class and they transferred at the same time. I mean, Kyler Murray was a different beast, an anomaly in some respects. He was an Uber athlete. Clearly, did the, the the talent level between a guy like Kyle Allen, Kyler Murray, like the Heisman winner, like you know, Kyle Allen was a solid college quarterback. I mean, he had time in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, but, but we thought that he was going to be one of those guys. He was the number one quarterback in his class. Kyler yeah. Murray was also a baseball player. Like right. there was like a lot to go into him. I'm just saying. But no, he, the logjam is dangerous. I mean, either, Justin Fields left Georgia. People right. forget that happened. He was a he was a Georgia Bulldog, and that's was, a team that's winning. Like it's yeah. some guys, it's inevitable, and you can't. There's nothing you could do about it. But what keeps guys around is the winning, like you're talking about, Josh. And I think the recruiting class that we've secured thus far um, and continuing to put out, you know, not only bringing guys in, but, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about Bijan, who, like, now has declared that up. he's going to the NFL draft. And, of course, like... Congratulations had, to the young man, by the way. He had an incredible video where he's talking about just, like, what it means for him to be a Longhorn and right. all the different people that he thanked. Um, but guys in high school recognize that, that that a guy like Bijan went to the, to the University of Texas and played as well as he did. And now everyone is, you know, lifting him up because we appreciate him as fans, as, mm-hmm. as alums, um, you know, a fellow alum like him who, who was able to do so well. And hopefully, like, yes, we think that he'll probably get taken between 10 and 20 in the draft. But if he went in the top five, we'd all be ecstatic. We wouldn't be surprised either. No, because we know happen. how talented that guy I is. I mean, Todd McShay mocked him to the Eagles at number five. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles, in the way that Miles Sanders played, has played this past week. Uh, Maybe, yeah. In a week that he did not need to play like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. The, uh, yeah, the Eagles could go out and get Bijan Robinson. Look, he, and if you're a running back, why not come to you? I mean, if, every. If you're a running back, like, this is the only place that you should come right now. If you're the number one running back, like Cedric, like Cedric Baxter, coming to Texas, the next guy in the next class should do the exact same thing because. We've proven that we can turn out Doak Walker winners, yeah. Heisman winners, yeah. guys that go in the first round, guys that are transferring over and being good NFL pros. You know, yeah. I mean, this is just a breeding ground right now for running backs. And you look at the running back room, Deshard Choice has a lot to play in that. He's been coaching these guys so well. I mean, we're losing Roshan too, who's going to be yeah, probably exactly. playing on Sunday. He's going to get drafted as well. I mean, you look at Bijan, what he's been able to do, not just on the field, but like the success he's had financially and just as like a superstar. He was hanging out with LeBron James the other night. Yeah. Like, come on. You're saying that you're a high school kid who is like the best running back in the nation. You don't want to do that. You got to come to Texas. Yeah. And honestly, a kid like Cedric Baxter, like you said, said B, like we know right. the way that name carries at our university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Like, but it's a legacy position it's a for, legacy for position. the university. I wonder if he legacy. wears the same number. It's a legacy nickname. Like if he rocks it, like, you know, I hate to speak of it this way, but like you are like it's just like another level. Right. You have to have. live up to that name. And Brooks having him there next year, like this is that running back room is gonna be no joke. And we're not afraid to play freshmen. We shouldn't be if we, no. we if you want to win, the best player should be playing. You can't be a play be afraid to play freshmen. So that's right. exciting. Uh other sports, shout out to our women's volleyball team. National champs. Asia O'Neill, daughter of Jermaine O'Neill. Nice fun fact. Love it. But that's like dominance. We, we're dominant in that sport. We're dominant in a lot, dude. Swimming, baseball, we're always in the mix. Like, 
we have great golfers that come through. Like that's the beauty of, and that was one of the better parts of talking to Duck Hante, like his attention to the other sports. Right. It's not just a football program. It's not like, it's not an NFL team. You know what I'm saying? There's other things that make our athletic department great. We got to be the most well-rounded university in the nation. Yeah. Our female athletics are phenomenal. Women's basketball, women's softball, always in the mix. We already know that we drive a lot of revenue from our football team and our basketball team. But you're mentioning all these other sports as well. And they're getting national recognition, winning, and, of course, our academics. I mean, in terms of a well-rounded university, what more can you ask for? No, absolutely. And, like, there's a lot of, like, and cloud. A, and it can't beat location. No. No way. Yeah, that, that's die on that hill. A lot of cloud around our basketball team. It's really good to get a bright spot from a fellow, you know, from a fellow organization with the university and the women's volleyball team right. winning the championship. And by all means, with the cloud that the basketball team does have, they're definitely handling it pretty well. It's, the guys are good. Like, we have a Marcus Carr, another good game against Stanford. Serge Jabari Rice, another a good game, game against a Stanford. Game against Stanford that, a game against Stanford that was not at the Moody Center. No. So, you know, we... We suffered that loss earlier against Illinois on the road. Overtime. OT, but it was in MSG. And I know, like, obviously you're playing in Dallas. Like, it's a little different, right? It's not the same as playing in New York. There were certainly a ton of UT fans there. Um, but Stanford has a guy that went to my high school from Dallas. I guarantee that Harrison Ingram, I guarantee he had a big crowd of people. He's still there. there? Yeah. He's he, was still top, there. he was a top recruit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it was, a, it was a good win against... <laughs> Always a smart team. I mean, Stanford can always shoot. Well-coached team. Obviously, you know, Definitely not the team. best Harrison to come out of your high school, though. Uh, no, my brother's name is Harrison, so he certainly was. Yeah. Also, I, although I do think that Harrison Ingram would probably beat my brother in one-on-one. Maybe. Such a St. Mark's thing to do. Like, you're a top 25 recruit. You can go anywhere you want. You go to Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. Well, you know, they were trying to establish some sort of program. Zaire Williams, who we watched in high school, who played at perplexing Sierra Canyon. perplexing that he did that. That he went, yeah, and played at Stanford. But I think it kind of paved the way. Sometimes that, that can help. They're not a bad basketball program. They've, no. had, they've had good teams. Yeah. Yep. Robin, another, Robin and Brooke Lopez. Another well-rounded yeah. university. Their volleyball team's always great. Their yeah. women's basketball. And Their baseball Baseball good. team's always good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Football has been good. Yeah. Struggled recently. Struggled recently, but, but they've—I mean—they've realistically like Stanford football, like Andrew Luck, Christian McCaffrey, like Richard it, Sherman, Toby Gerhardt. They've sent out some of the better players we've seen. Price Love, yeah. Ty yeah. Montgomery, who also went to my high school, he was an excellent college player. Actually, he, he was an excellent went, college. Player. He went to Stanford. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how much that played into. Yeah. It. I'm sure. I'm sure Harrison at least talked to Ty about it. <laughs> Had to have, right? That's very interesting. Uh, we're heading into Big Twelve play for basketball, and we. Nick, we said before the show and talked before the show, like we don't want to necessarily get into the beard situation because we don't know anything new. But for Big 12 basketball, for what we have on the court, what's available to us right now, I really, I just, Kansas is great. They're really good. They're really good. Tech apparently has their own set of issues with the head coach. Have you guys heard about that? No? There's some sleeping around with some family members. And okay. there's, some weird, weird, there's some weird things going around in Texas Tech. I, I, I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know what's going on. There's not a lot just, to do in Lubbock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like some you know rumors swirling around. But, you know, OU, Baylor. like Baylor's legit. Yeah. yeah. We're going to see a gauntlet as always. Like, And like even the teams that may not be Kansas or Bayer, like Oklahoma, K-State. Like Oklahoma OK State. State yeah. like West Virginia. West Virginia. They're always tough I don't think teams. that's a bad team in our conference. No. no, 
TCU, like they're all good. Like everyone, everyone's super, super. They strong. made the tournament last year. Yeah, and you know, like all these. And they're teams always obviously we see this time and time points. again. Like they're gunning for the Longhorns. They've got us circled in red on their calendar. So our guys just they got to be ready to play. You yeah, know? and I, I think mean, they are. Yeah, I think they are too. I I hope that from what we've seen so far this year, when the ball's flowing and we're confident but not overzealous from three. Like, if the three balls, you know, if it's flying and, and moving, like, I'm into it, rip it and grip it. But, like, right. yeah. don't shoot yourself out of the game just to get the momentum flowing from behind the arc. Go yeah. to the line, get to the line, bury them in fouls. Like, I definitely think, like, that, you have guards that can drive. You're grateful to have Marcus and Timmy still on this team from last year. Oh, big time. Yeah. And they've stayed Cunningham. Yeah. Cunningham's, Rock, I mean, yeah. talk about a guy that's like really he's playing serious minutes now. Yeah. He's good. He's reliable. It's he's just yeah. he plays he plays within himself. Yeah. yeah. Like that's pro- that's probably the only knock on Marcus Carr. Probably too much hero ball at times. Tries too hard, yeah. But like you have Hunter, you have Serge Barry Rice getting acclimated to the team. Like I really I really like Serge Barry Rice. He's played well. Yeah. yeah. I I really just like what we've been able to do in terms of the adversity that we faced. Uh, I mean, obviously the beard thing, but you always think that a team does one of two things. They either crumble from something like that or they band together, right? And they look like they've been banding together. That Rice game was a little hairy. You know, they took it to overtime. But, you know, that was their first game since that scandal. Um, the night of. Exactly. The night of, exactly. So, like, you imagine that their whole entire organization was rocked. Didn't have a lot of mental preparation. You know, they had other things on their mind. And they found a way to win that game and, and to get it done for Roderick Terry as well. The yeah. Rodney Terry, the the interim head coach um and then since then you know handled business so the adversity that they're handling early in the season is going to be very useful when they get down the stretch and they're playing tough games and they get to a tournament and they have to crawl their way out of it because they've been there before yeah also just stacking wins really important of course when you're out of conference yeah like like we have one loss right now which is just great and it's against a good team in overtime really strong team like a really strong team that could like be a sneaky March Madness winner. Yeah. Yep. Big Ten winner. We I, should we should be able to hit conference play undefeated. We've got a couple of cupcake games coming up. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, a couple of cupcake tune-up games. And look, what you really could control when the games at the Moody, when when your games at home. Mm. Make Moody Center a brutal place to come and play. Oh yeah. And you have you bring up interim head coaches and we've seen it in the in the NBA, right? With Idoka going out for the Celtics. In college, it hurts a bit more because you're missing out on the recruiting trail and the transfer portal. But what you really lose out, or you maybe you may not lose out as much as people think, like the system's in play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know what we have to run to make this team work. You've been at the practices. You've been grooming these kids just as much. There's a reason that you're the number. There's a re- why you, it's why you have number twos. Right. Uh, so I'm with you guys. I feel confident in this team. There's good veteran pieces mixed with good young guys on this team yeah. to, to really make a run here still. All right. All we, well, all we got to do is just wait, watch, and see what happens. And keep our horns up because yeah. talking Texas. See you guys next time. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy Honda days.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.